Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, last week you started a new series and it's all about what it means to have Christ in us. You're basing these programmes on a letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians and maybe we should just recap on last week's programmes before we proceed very further because for you, this is such important teaching, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. This is crucial to the whole understanding of the gospel and of God's plan and purpose for his church. Uh, And we, we began with this Uh, what Paul calls the glorious riches of this mystery, uh, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is what happens when we first become Christians. When you first become a Christian, when you're first born again, uh, and God gives you his Holy Spirit, Christ comes to live in you. The Spirit of Christ is living in you. And um, we looked at what this means in Colossians chapter 1 and 2, and... Um, just to summarize that, one verse in in verse 9 of chapter 2 of Colossians, for in Christ all the fullness of, of God lives in bodily form, and you, speaking to the Christian believers in, in uh, Colossae, you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. So we have been given the fullness of life that Jesus said he came to give. I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. And because we uh, are made one with Christ and because Christ has come to live in us, we have been given the fullness of his life, the fullness of his love, the fullness of his power, the fullness of his joy, the fullness of his victory, the fullness of everything that he is he has given to us. And we just saw last uh, week some of of what that means. And I want to continue this today uh, to explain, first of all, that this means that everything that belongs to the person of Christ is in us in the power of the Spirit. Your human spirit, when you were born again, is brought alive by the Spirit of God and the fullness of of Christ, of his life, of his kingdom, is put within you. Now, because he is so immense, perhaps it's difficult for us to understand, well, how can the fullness of Christ be in, in me? Because surely he is so much greater than I am. And Jesus describes this, he explains this, in several of the parables that he uses to describe the kingdom, because the kingdom is wherever Christ is present to rule and reign. It's not a place. He says to the disciples, Fear not, little flock, your father has chosen to give you the kingdom. And that's what happened, of course, when Christ came to live in them. And he said, The kingdom of God is not over here or over there, but the kingdom of God is within you. And Jesus likened that kingdom to seed. Now, contained in the seed is all that will potentially grow out of the seed. It just needs the right environment. In other words, you look at an acorn and an oak tree will grow out of that acorn if it's given light and water and the right soil, the right environment. Out of that one acorn will come an immense oak tree 
which will itself produce thousands of acorns. So potentially within that, uh, that acorn, you have an oak tree. And when God puts the seed of the kingdom within you, you have potentially all the life, all the power, all the authority, all the love, everything that belongs to the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul says the kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. All the fullness of God's power is in you, just waiting to grow up and develop. That's why so many of the uh, parables of the kingdom are parables about growth. And you remember uh, Jesus taught the parable of the sower, where this seed of the kingdom was sown on different types of soil. Um, the path represented those who uh, really rejected it because Satan came and stole the revelation of the seed from their hearts. And then there were those who received it at first, got very excited about it, but because that seed didn't grow and develop and become uh, what God intended it to be, uh, as soon as the going got difficult, um, you know, he likens this seed to being on rock. And, and as soon as the sun comes, it just scorches, it burns away, it comes to nothing. Then there is the seed that falls among the thorns. And, and this seed of the kingdom is growing up within that person. But there's also weeds, there's thorns, there's other things growing up. There's sin, there's compromise. Uh, and all these things of the flesh actually choke the good seed of the kingdom so it cannot produce the fruit that God intends. Then you've got the good soil. Uh, and when that seed is sown in the good soil, uh, and uh, Jesus describes the good soil as those who hold fast to the word of God with an honest and good heart, then those are the people that produce 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. In other words, the life of the kingdom grows up within them. Christ within them begins to pour out of their lives as rivers of living water so that they reproduce the life of the kingdom in others. And that's God's plan and purpose for all of us. So what you're trying to do during this course of programs is for people to understand what it means to have Christ living in them and therefore the potential that is there. Absolutely. Contained, you see, within Christ within you is the fullness of his life. Now, what um, John said uh, in, in the opening chapter of his gospel from his experience of Jesus, you see, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Now, it's a work of God's immense grace. Grace is God giving to those who don't deserve. It's actually God giving the opposite of what they deserve. And uh, so we don't deserve to have Christ living in us. There's nothing we can do to earn that wonderful, wonderful work of God's grace. Uh, but when we have Christ within us, you see, from that fullness that is within us, we receive grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, blessing upon blessing upon blessing, not just for ourselves, although, of course, all that impacts our lives in such a wonderful, positive way, but so that the grace of God may pour out of us, the life of God, the love of God, the power of God, the blessings of God flow out of us to impact the lives of other people. Now, Paul described all this as a mystery. It therefore has to be unearthed and discovered. It's not apparent. Well, it has to be developed. Uh, Jesus likened the, the, um, the kingdom, as we saw last week, to treasure hidden in a field that a man discovered and then went 
and sold everything he had, bought the field so that he could possess the treasure. So Jesus is really saying, this is the treasure. To understand that Christ is in you, to understand that his sovereign rule and reign is in you so that he can express his rule and reign through your life. To, to know that, that the kingdom of God is within you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, the power of God. To know that is the treasure. It's worth more than anything and everything else in your life put together. But of course, we have to learn to draw on that life so that life will really be positively effective in our lives, in our witness, and also in our ministry to other people. So how can that happen? Well, just a seed needs to be fed. It needs to be watered. Um, now, what we're really talking about in relation to Christ in us is we've got to build a relationship with him. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it, you see, that Christ lives in, the fullness of Christ is in every believer, every born-again believer who has received the Holy Spirit. Christ in all his fullness is within that person. Many of them don't realize it, don't know it, don't live as if that is the truth, don't know how to tap into those resources, don't know how to draw upon the life, the love, the power that is within them so that um, the love and the power of God can flow through them. Paul, when he's writing to the Ephesians, prays. He writes out a prayer for them. And at the end of this prayer, at the end of chapter 3, he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. You see, how is God going to do the great things that are so great that, that um, they are beyond anything that we can imagine? He says he will do those things through the power that is within you, through Christ in you, through the life of his spirit within you. And that is God's plan and purpose for every believer. That is what God is, is wanting to do. And that's what gets me so excited. But at the same time, it gets me concerned, you see, because so many people are ignorant of the fact that what they need to be doing in their Christian life is developing the relationship with Christ, not far off in heaven, although he is the Lord of glory to be worshipped in that way as well, but knowing, wait a minute, our relationship with him is to be so intimate because, you know, the most intimate possible relationship is to have someone living in you. I mean, that is beyond any human relationship. You can have a very close relationship with your husband, your wife, but to, you don't live in your husband and your, your wife doesn't live in you. But Christ lives in you by the power of his spirit. So if you want to see this life and this love and this power flowing through your life and out of you in the way that Jesus intends, then the only way to do that is to build relationship with him. And we'll talk about how we do that tomorrow. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 